wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Hello, hello, and welcome back to a fabulous episode of Dissecting Success. I am your co-host, Teresa Lambert. I'm here with the fabulous Blair Kaplan Venables, and we are having a really, really wonderful guest today that Blair and I just about to meet, and I am so excited to have a conversation with her. Andrea Donnelly is an abundance activator, spiritual mentor, quantum healer, and the founder of We Are Here to Remember LLC. With over 20 years of experience in all things energy, she offers intuitive life and business coaching, light language, speed codes, and the Akashic Records to clear intergenerational trauma, karma, and misalignments so that her high-achieving clients align with new levels of clarity, success, and wealth. Hello, how amazing is that? Andrea, I'm so excited to talk to you. And if that wasn't enough, she has been featured in the media on many brilliant publications like Medium, Yahoo, Bustle, and Respin. And when she's not doing media interviews and talking to us on her podcast, she's serving her clients, playing with her cats. We love cat people around here. And going on long walks, making art, or talking to neighborhood birds, and working on her spiritual comedy routine oh my god there's so much I want to know about you Andrea welcome hi thank you too so much for having me very happy to be here gosh we love it so Andrea what does success mean to you let's start there you know success is such um it's such an interesting and sort of dynamic relationship for all of us and I think to me the thing that success really means is, are you, are you happy? Are you living a life that you feel is brilliant and brings you joy and allows you to be an active person? I've always been really like interested. I, my parents were peace activists and I have a degree in American studies. So I've studied history in both this, the country that I am from and around the world. And I had that metaphysical interest in things. And so I've always been very spiritual. I talked to my guides from the time I was a baby and 
to me, one of the things about success that I think we have really like missed as we've moved forward in time, and I think this is part of what we're like anchoring back into, is that there's a big component of success that you also need to be moving in stewardship with the earth. You need to be doing something that that lights you up, that brings you joy. And I have had an interesting experience because I'm going to be 44 this year. And in a lot of ways, I'm a late bloomer. I have a, I, I have had a lot of experience in the world that was really rich in terms of opportunity to hone my skills. But from an external perspective, like the people that I went to college with, my success compared to a lot of them was very slow and messy and like not, not in the thing. But what was funny is when people, whenever people would read my chart, astrologers, psychics, tarot card, whatever the thing was, people would be like, oh, whoa, girl. Oh, you are really having a essentially 40 year long dark night of the soul. And you're not going to really know a lot of success for a long time. Things are going to be hard for you. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm living it. I know what it's like. Yep, 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 yep. And then, but they'd be like, but then you're going to turn 40 and your life is going to start to change and it is going to be so dynamic and you're going to know so much success and all of these messy years essentially are going to really catalyze and create an opportunity for you to anchor in not only to a new kind of success for yourself, but to really pave the way for something new for the planet. So I always had that in the back of my mind. And like I said, I talked to my guides from the time I was little. So there was a part of me that always knew that success was also not just more dynamic than we potentially understood it to be, and that it required that level of, of like engagement with the world in a way that brought us joy, but also that for me and for some of the people that work with me, that I see that there are people who, because of their childhood experiences, you know, their intergenerational trauma, the stuff that they've lived through, I end up attracting people who are also late bloomers, as it were, who don't look to the outside world like they've really nailed it. But when I work with them, I'm like, oh, this thing that you did by, you know, healing the thing that happened to you when you were a kid or anchoring into, I have, you know, clients who are really transmuting a lot and the scale, it's like, we also need to sort of like, think about success on a scale, because if you maybe have hit 40 and haven't known a lot of monetary success or done anything, quote unquote, really like big or, you know, started working on a legacy, but you did manage to heal something really crazy that happened to you and you've started to anchor into something better, found a new job, making better choices. Like to me, that is equivalent to someone else making a million dollars or, you know, starting something really successful. So that is my long winded thing about success, which is that it's way more complicated than we really even know. <laughs> I, I think that's great. I, what, what I'm really like hooked on is how you work on healing intergenerational trauma, karma, misalignments, um, so people can achieve success. Can you walk us through how that works? Because I have intergenerational trauma and current generation trauma um, galore, but I use it to leverage my success. Mm. I mean, I don't use it. It, it. it helps me leverage my success. So I would love to understand that. 
Well, it's, it's, my work is really fascinating, fascinating. So I will give an example. I have a client that I've worked with for a couple of years and we will do a session with each other and we'll get into something, you know, a pattern that came into her life as a child, you know, we'll dissect something that happened with like her mom or her dad or some, some, it often involves what it means to be successful. And we'll go ahead, we'll do some kind of deep clearing. We'll be on a call. I'll do, you know, an, an example is a few months ago, I think it was in October, we did an Akashic Wealth Code activation because I had been shown by my guides to start doing these specific sort of energetic, like a new kind of clearing to activate this, the, you know, the new world we're moving into basically. So we do that. We do a call on a Friday. I activate these things. We talk about, you know, some stuff that she's been processing that next week, she hit her highest week in sales that she had ever hit to the tune of $25,000. And I have another client who is massively successful. She came to me already like doing incredible things. She's created a seven figure business. She's someone who has an advanced degree. So you wouldn't necessarily like imagine that she would be hiring a spiritual mentor and someone to help her clear her ancestral patterns, but she has a massive vision. So she has already created a lot of success for herself, but she wants to build a legacy. And she wants to even ramp it up more, have a bigger impact, really have the work that she does, you know, just like change the world even more. And so when we started working with each other, we did, again, the we do our first call. I do these energy clearings with her. That next week, she was like, I have hit a 100% new client retention rate. I've, I am, I was already doing so well. But then I brought you on board to help me. And here I am hitting a 100% new client retention rate within a week of having started doing this work with you. And it was funny because she had signed on to do six months with me. And then she was like, can we just do 12? Um, because this is really, this is wild. And it's, it's just interesting because I kind of think of it as we're all carrying around these energetic bags of rocks. And if you, you guys are, are you familiar with the idea of epigenetics? So it's, it, epigenetics is super interesting. It has not been studied in humans, but it's been studied in mice. I feel very confident just knowing how genetically similar we are to all life on this planet to say if it's true in mice, it's true in us as well. They realize that in mice, going back, I think it's 11 generations that mice inherit the traumas, the dramas, the pains, the fears, the worries of the generations that came before them. And so one of the things that happens, like I was working with someone yesterday and I can see these, like, if you think of it as like a real sort of messy ball of yarn, right? We've got all of our stuff. We've got the stuff from past lives. And we've got the stuff that's not even ours. That's something that is a fear that happened to our grandparents, to our, you know, aunt seven generations ago, like those worries, because this planet is, I love this planet, but this planet is a mess. It's really hard. It's really, there's a lot that goes into the experience of being human. I mean, if we look back, even I'm sure at all of our families, wars, famines, just like crazy things. My great grandfather came here by himself when he was 14. He had a fisherman bring him to the mainland in Ireland. He was from the Aran Islands. 
And he walked across Ireland by himself with three months worth of food and water. He got on a boat that was bound for New York. Everyone on the boat got really sick. The captain was like, they're not going to let us into Ellis Island. We'll go to New Bedford where they had like looser input um, or intake um, rather. And he, it took him six months to recover. He left his whole family, you know, the, that sort of stuff that affects us. He became very successful, but he wasn't able to hold on to success. And I think that the reason why, you know, in the generations that followed, my family lost a fortune that he had amassed. And I think that it was because of all of that unprocessed trauma. And then, right, our call, I think all of us, we're being called, everyone who chose to come to the earth now is really being called to look at all of that stuff and say, what is mine and what is not mine? I appreciate so much the things that all those people before me went through to get me to the point that I am at. But I also want to have enough clarity as a person at this point to be able to say, that is not mine. I am going to release it. And when you clear those, that all, when you clear that stuff using energy work, using the Akashic records, using all of these really beautiful modalities that we have access to now, it, it does change something. And it's kind of like the more you can clear that bag of rocks, the more room it makes for you to then be like, you know what, I'm going to align into the truth of what I can really do, because now I'm not carrying around all that, <laughs> that mucky muck. And I have cleared, it's like cleaning a house, you know, that like a Marie Kondo idea of like, does something bring you joy if it doesn't? It's time to let it go, make room for something new. And we can see it in the physical world, right? Like when, often if you go and you, you know, clean out your house and you get rid of a bunch of stuff, many times you'll be like, oh, and then all of a sudden I got rid of seven bags of stuff. And then I found, you know, the purse that I had been wanting for, you know, two years or whatever, like that kind of thing. We can see it happen in the physical and that same thing happens to us energetically. So it literally, the more you can face those traumas, face the stuff that's uncomfortable, those unprocessed emotions literally makes room for you to then anchor into a really dynamic level of success. Wow. That's fascinating. Okay. Um, as someone who has just survived a dark night of the soul, like lots of loss, like lots of lots. And you might be able to pick up on that. And if you ever do a deep dive, well, no, you don't even have to do a deep dive on me. I'm very public about all the loss I've had, like three parents, a miscarriage, all the things. Oh, and God. I didn't really pay attention until after my mom died and to like signs, you know, lights flickering and whatnot. And I know that I feel that there's an energy around me and I feel like it, they're tr it's trying to like communicate with me. And I like, you talk about talking to your guides. I can't figure out how to get the message from my guides. Like I'll hear whooshing in my ears or I feel an energy. And like, I feel also like I really want to use, like tap into it for business, especially if it's like my dad's energy. Like he was all about entrepreneurialism and I, you know, I'm curious about it. How do you, like, I know you mentor and tap into your guides, but do you mentor people in how to tap into their guides? And can you walk us through that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and it's interesting. It, um, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a lot of loss and grief is, I mean, of course we all experience it, but that's a lot of grief to happen 
in a short amount of time. Um, my dad passed away when I was three and just about three. And so I have experienced a lot of grief in my own life too. And it's interesting because I think when I, one of the things that I do for people I have a group program that's called Cosmic Alchemy, and it's really about activating those powers, really getting back in touch with your psychic gifts and being able to clear all of that noise. Like because I work so much with sound, I channel light language. I have crystal bowls that I use. I do channeled singing. And one of the things that, and so I think a lot in terms of frequencies and the way that I like see things from a sort of psychic or energetic perspective is also very frequency too. And I often think of like the process through which we start to hear or understand the messages we're getting. It's kind of like taking earmuffs off or like tuning yourself. Like if you think of yourself as a radio or something, all of the grief, all of the things that are those, those moments of just like pain are kind of like interference or static. And the more you can heal, face you know, face those things, really just let those feelings come to light, be messy, right? Because the healing process is also messy. I, I, there was a, there were memes a couple of years ago that I really loved. And there was one that was like, this is what people think that, you know, the spiritual awakening or healing process is like. And there was this picture of this like beautiful, really like grounded woman sitting in meditation. And then there was a picture, you know, juxtaposed that was like someone whose head was exploding and they were like sobbing in like a puddle of mud. Right. And it was like, and this is what it's actually like. And I think that's one of my greatest gifts is like, I have experienced a lot of trauma. I was disabled a couple of years ago by nerve pain. I had a back surgery a few years ago. I had money stolen from me as a child. Like I have lived through some really, really wonky, bizarre experiences, but my guides always told me that everything that I experienced was literally just there to basically wake me up to the truth of who I was. So I think that yes, trauma is traumatic. I don't want to minimize that. Like grief is really hard and it's really messy, but part of what happens when we come into human form is we have to like, sh we need to learn lessons and whatever. We have things we have to do here. And part of that means that we forget that even when people pass on and move to the other side, they are always there with us. We can always communicate with them spiritually. And like you said, you know that the messages exist. So through my process, I help to clear all of that static and I basically retune your frequency so that you can start, if you think of yourself as like a psychic detective, I often think of my clients, I'm like, think of think of your, your task right now for people who are starting to like anchor more into the how, like is I tell people to start engaging in pattern recognition. So like for you, you... I think that we all definitely have the hits that are coming through all the time, but we don't necessarily realize what the, you know, what the patterns are. So the more I work with people and I say, you know, you do this in your daily practice, I give people things like, you know, specific journal prompts for them, like homework. I, I'm a real nerd. I give people a lot of homework. I'm like, oh, you started working with me? Cool. All right. I'm going to give you like 15 books to read, music 
to live it's fun but it's also like I am definitely a nerd and I'm like oh yes I'm going to give you 100 assignments so like get ready for your Voxer to be like flooded with 15 audibles and like recommendations for articles to read and things to do and da -da -da. I'm like here it goes so you also, I tend to attract people who want to engage in that level. I think of it as like intellectual or spiritual curiosity, but the more you can start to sit in quiet and be like, okay, I have, and this is really good advice too, for just like people who are beginners on the spiritual path and want to use that spiritual gift that we all have to work for them from a success perspective is to start to say, oh, you know what? Every time that I think about, you know, my dad or my grandmother or whomever, someone who's passed on to the other side, when I sit in meditation, oh, I just started to realize that every time I think about them, you know, I like feel like a little tingle in my shoulder or I think about them and then, oh, wow, I just realized that like every time I think about that person, I see a bird that kind of stuff where I think part of what happens is we don't realize well, the the sort of um, all of the ways that spirit can communicate with us. And so if you start to engage in a deeper level of pattern recognition, the, the patterns start to expose themselves. And you're like, because this is the thing, like we all have different ways. I'm psychic in a variety of ways. Like I see things, I hear things, I smell things. I like, I'm a real weirdo, but, but we all have some way that we experience those messages. So it's literally just about getting quiet enough to be able to say, how am I hearing, hearing, you know, being a loose thing, like maybe you will see more, maybe you will get more messages. Again, the birds are coming through really hot and heavy right now because I just saw like a feather float down. <laughs> yeah. Feathers, feathers show up when, and I feel my mom's presence. I literally saw like a feather fall from the sky and land in your lap. So like, yes, that's, it, that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Teresa, do anything you yeah. want to ask? I feel like it's just such a cool um, conversation. And I feel like for some people, they'll be listening and it might be a lot to grasp. And, you know, one thing that I would be um, curious about or getting your perspective on is how do we know if we are tuning into our guides or if it's our ego voice playing tricks with us you know sometimes I feel like we can get it's not always clear because our ego is very smart in that way and that voice can be very sophisticated so so is there a way that you would say as people that are listening that are curious about this that that might reach out or that might be like I do feel like I I get these you know, hear things or have these signs or these repeated patterns or this repeated emotion that's coming through. But how do you do you think we can make sure that we can decipher between what is really a true guidance that's coming through for us that is truth and and the purity versus our ego coming in and and playing little little game with us? I love that question so much because it can be hard to differentiate because what's interesting is the hits from your intuition and from your higher self and from your spirit team can often feel scary and 
fear can also come up when we get those like egoic moments where like our brain is, is questioning us. And to me, the point is one of the ways that you can sort of say, okay, is this just my, you know, my brain and my fear giving me like a bunch of doubts and worries versus, Ooh, I feel really nervous about this idea that I just had. It's making me feel physically uncomfortable. Quite frankly, it's scary, but it ultimately, there's something that's different about the intuition versus the, the monkey brain things that come through for us, because those tend to be more driven by like doubts. I think a lot of times, like if you say you get, you know, an idea that you need to like I don't know, reach out to some person that you don't know who's like a big deal and it makes you really nervous. And you're like, oh, that like makes me feel like I'm like frozen in fear. That's terrifying. I don't want to do that. You know, the way that you can say to yourself, is that just my ego versus is this actually something that I should just like take that leap of faith is to really say, is there an element of this that is making me sort of get consumed by doubt? And I feel like that is the moment when it is our ego, because our ego tends to certainly want to keep, there's a reason we have an ego, right? Like there are things about having an ego. There are things about fears that are, that are important. Like if you are about to get hit by a, a car, you need that moment of being like, get out of the way. You're not safe. You're not safe. You're not safe. But our egos tend to want to sort of keep us safe in a way that makes us play small versus our intuition will often make us feel a little bit nervous or uncomfortable and also triggers some fear. But the fear is often related to stop playing small. You need to take some more risks. And it's sort of, to me, it's more of a, a sense of like standing on the edge of a cliff and like taking a cliff dive that you are actually fully supported. And when you jump off that cliff, it might feel so fucking uncomfortable and like, quite frankly, brutal, but you're going to end up flying versus that egoic moment where you decide to like, let your fears navigate the ship. And then that kind of stuff tends to like, stop you from being able to get into that point where it's really scary to jump off a cliff. But once you do it and you let your wings expand and you take some risks and you make you push yourself up, you know, past that edge, those things tend to really like expand us. I don't know if that like is helpful, but that's sort of how I differentiate between the two. Like, yeah, it all kind of feels scary, but is it something that's going to ultimately like push you and make it like, even if it doesn't work, quote unquote, is it going to actually do something to have made you say, oh, you know what? I did reach out to that person. It didn't work. They, you know, don't, whatever. It's, it's, it's not, it didn't birth something, but it's ultimately going to lead you somewhere down a path towards something else. And I think that's also part of that idea that I was talking about, about pattern recognition. Totally. Yeah. So great. I feel like that's helpful. And, and it is, uh, I like your, your explanation of, is it fear coming from an unknown thing because you're leveling up or you're taking a different action? And, and so naturally it'll feel uncomfortable because just like when we learn to walk, we, we felt maybe some uncertainty on learning how to walk and it took a while to be steady on our feet. So it's kind of, it's kind of that where it's like, you know, you're moving. Like one of my favorite quotes is fears, excitement without a breath. 
So uh, when we start breathing into it, does it actually feel exciting? Or when you start breathing into it, do you still feel feel that same fear? And and if you're still feeling that emotion of discomfort and fear, then you might be going past a past a like it might go might actually be hitting real resistance. And this is not like you might just need to pause and and wait before you move on something. But yeah, um, those are that's a great explanation. So, um, Andrea, if somebody wants to find out more, if they're like, I'm really curious, I would like to have a conversation, I want to explore this more. Where can people find you? Oh, I would love for people to reach out to me. Um, I can be found. My website is weareheretoremember.com. That's all spelled out with the exception of the number two. And I am on Instagram. Um, my handle is at C Witchery. I do a lot there. I have a Facebook group called We Are Here to Remember. And I um, I have an awesome freebie, which is a bundle that you receive over the course of a week. If you go to my website and you just scroll to the bottom, you can opt into it. And it is two light language channeled healings that I did. One of my best friends wasn't feeling well yesterday and I got a hit to send one of them to her. And she was like, literally feels like your voice just poured color into my body. And I was like, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so to, it comes with two light language channels, which are really amazing, super powerful. Light language is such an awesome modality and a guided meditation. And then a couple of my favorite journal prompts. It's called the Money, Magic and Miracles Bundle. And it's interesting because it's called what it does, right? And then, but the process through which it it works is that it really, all of these tools that I provide people start to clear out a lot of the you know debris that you're ready to release. And then again, you make room through that process to anchor into some, into that frequency of money, magic, and miracles. Money, so yes, please. Money, magic, and miracles. Who doesn't want money, magic, and miracles? Like that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> your website is going to, your website's in the show notes. It's, we are here to remember, but two is the number two. Yeah. Um, everything else is spelled out. Yeah. So the final tidbit that we want to know is what is your advice for someone who is on the path to success? don't give up. I know it's like the corniest, most just like, oh, of course someone would say don't give up. But um, I'm reading, do you, are you guys familiar with Napoleon? I've been oh. listening to one of his books and he was telling a story in the book about a gold prospector who sold his prospecting rights too soon. Turned out he was three feet from another massive gold reserve. So basically like gave up too soon. And then this person who bought the prospecting rights created an empire essentially of success because he, this other man had been three feet from gold. And I, so I heard that story also a few days ago and someone's guides, one of my clients guides was like, please tell this person that story right now. Uh, this was Monday, reached out to them. I was like, listen, I'm getting a hit to share this thing with you. They had been having a little, you know, having a hu real human struggle. Well, it turned out they reached out to me then on Wednesday and was like, yep, I was three feet from gold. They just got offered a new job. It's like, like the way that we can sort of doubt ourselves and, and put the brakes on our success because we like worry too much or we're too scared. 
And the thing that in my mind differentiates, when I look at the people that are really massively successful, my clients who are making six figures in a month, you know, hitting millions of dollars in a year, the thing that differentiates those people from the people who don't do that well and never rise to the occasion, as it were, is, is not that they don't have fears. It's that they don't let the fears take over for them. They say, okay, listen, hear you fear. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not going to go, I'm not playing that game with you right now. It's not that they don't have them. It's that they don't let the fears take over the ship. And so I just, for me, the thing that really, really, really allows people to massively soar and succeed in ways is by taking risks, letting your freak flag fly and saying, what is it about me that makes me really different? Probably going to feel a little bit uncomfortable, but how do I share all of that? And that to me is what makes people truly unstoppable is when you start to say, you know what, I'm going to do things in a way that's radically different than anything that's ever happened before. Even if there are people who do the same thing as me. What is my special sauce? My guides were saying at the end of this past year that the theme of this year is to make your own music. And I just love that, right? Like how can you cultivate your own frequency, your own sacred song, the whispers of your own heart, and then harness that in a way that just allows you to become just like a true force of nature. Yes. Amazing. That's so good. Don't give up. Let your freak flag fly. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for being a guest on Dissecting Success. It was just such an honor to dive in. I feel like we might need a couple more episodes with you. I mean, personally, I have lots of questions and I'm excited to do a deep dive on your on your website. And I hope everyone else does the same. If you're new to this world of metaphysical um, stuff, it's very interesting. And, you know, I think it's a cool place to explore. So thank you for opening up our uh, listeners' minds to the possibilities. And thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Dissecting Success. We'll be back next week in your ears. Peace. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more. 